Welcome to the Cardinal Cafe. My name is Greg Chastain, and I'm the president of Voices of Hope, along with my partner, Ed Siegel, the vice president. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Good, Greg. How are you doing? We're doing all right. It was a awful weekend weather-wise, but other than that, it was uh, it was all right. Yeah, no kidding. Thank God it stopped raining. Uh, my family's all like, hey, we're having barbecues out in the Midwest. It's 90 degrees. I was like, oh, good, and hang up on them. I'm tired. Of yeah, that's anymore. okay. They have to deal with tornadoes. We don't. That's right. Well, we have in the past here, but not like I grew up going through tornadoes. It was an interesting weekend, kind of stuck and forced inside to watch playoff basketball, which was... Yeah. Well, they did win one. Like, I I predicted one. Yep. Yep. They showed up for one game, but... Yeah. It's what, what kills me is Robert Williams, a basketball player, having turf toe. I've never heard of <laughs> turf toe for a basketball. I've heard football, baseball, but never basketball. Yeah. But I do know it's a painful injury. It's kind of like an ingrown toenail or something. Yeah. I think. We have we have a medical expert with us here in a little bit, so maybe she can tell us what turf toe yeah. is. I have no <laughs> idea. But the Bruins and everything. So hopefully uh, the best part was to see fans in the stands. We're kind oh, of no uh, getting back to normal. So it was really nice to see that and hear that walking around town without a mask at times. So I'm still wearing it. It's, you know, I'm vaccinated, but I'm still wearing it right now. I'm still yeah. a little, still a little iffy there, but, but we're getting there. Yeah. We had, um, back to work today was, um, we've been masked up until last Friday and today everybody's back in the office. You don't have to wear a mask. Uh, they were probably about 30% of the folks were wearing masks and if some people aren't fully vaccinated. Some people just don't feel comfortable. We've been wearing a mask for the last year and two months, and now all of a sudden you take it off. You feel you feel weird. I bought designer masks. So I've you know I got to look cool in my designer mask. And what I'm going to do with all these cool designer masks? You know, <laughs> <laughs> we had some made for Voices of Hope, and yeah. you know I guess we can do a reminiscent mask wearing someday. I have yeah. no idea, but it's nice to kind of get back and uh, get back to the podcast here. And um, tonight we have a an amazing guest, Aaron Stern. Hi, Aaron. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Aaron is the president and CEO of Camp Casco, which is an amazing uh, camp for kids with um, cancer. We'll talk about that. But first, let's uh, get to know Aaron. Aaron, so reading your bio, you're not a New England person, so I'm sure this weekend was uh, awful for you as well. Tell us a little <laughs> bit about. Tell us a little bit of history about Aaron Stern. Well, you're right. I'm from San Diego originally. So, I mean, this was basically winter for me uh, this past (laughs) winter. 50 degrees is (laughs) the roughest San Diego weather you'll ever get. But yeah, I'm from California originally and came out here for grad school a few years ago and fell in love with New England and um, the Boston area. And I've been here ever since. Yeah, well, I was in San Diego for a vacation. Uh, I think my daughter was four or five and we stayed at that Hotel Coronado, which which Amazing. we loved. And they were filming some movie when we were there. It was some chase movie. So they had guys running across the roof of the Coronado. It was very cool. <laughs> but San Diego was amazing. I was like, the, we had great weather. We were out there for the winter, went to the zoo, did all the amazing stuff. And back when the Chargers were there, right? It was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> the time Aaron will just rather forget. Yeah. Well, what I, I, I went to I went to Purdue University, so one of my uh, heroes from Purdue, uh, Drew Brees, started in San Diego. So for a little bit of time, I was a Chargers fan for Drew. But then he went down to New Orleans, so I kind of forgot about it. But welcome to the dark side of the world when it comes to winter. I don't know. <laughs> we have a couple of people that are friends and they're Voices of Hope, and they're from California. And I, you know, I don't know how they 
how they put up with our winters here. But anyway, we're just so, cold. We're just cold all the time, and that's yeah. just it's <laughs> uh, just how it goes. Yeah. The longer you hear, the thicker your blood will get. So. <laughs> yes, yes. I keep waiting. We'll see. Maybe this winter. <laughs> So Camp Casco, um, I was uh, reading a lot about it lately uh, since we were going to have you on. And it's just, it seems like an amazing place. And I know in 2020, you guys went through a rough patch like everybody else did with it. But for the folks who don't know, tell us what Camp Casco is all about. Absolutely. Um, So Camp Casco is a free camp for kids who have had cancer, whether they are on treatment now or they've been off treatment for 10 years they are welcome to join us at camp. We started um, in 2015, was our first overnight camp, a week-long camp out in the Berkshires. And we just thought it would be such a great opportunity to get kids out of the clinic, out of their day-to-day life, and just have fun getting to know each other and create lasting bonds and have those amazing summer camp memories that kids have. And so we started back in 2015 with 13 or so kids. We were really small, all volunteer with the volunteer medical staff. And it was just incredible. We, (laughs) it's just so amazing to see. And now since then we've grown every year, we've had our overnight camp every year, except for 2020, of course. Um, We added a week long day camp for younger kids a few years ago, and we were on track to open our first weekend retreat for siblings specifically in 2020 before all of the shutdowns. So, you know, we've pivoted and and we're getting through it, but it's been incredible to just see it grow over the years and have this be a place that kids can get away to and escape and have the most amazing week totally free and just, you know, get away from it all. It's incredible. I was reading some of the stories of some of the campers. <laughs> Your idea came from uh, when you're in San Diego, correct? Right. Did, you have, did you run a camp out there or were you part of a camp out there? I was part of a camp out there. I started as a volunteer camp counselor with them early on in college, and I volunteered with them all through college. I joined the leadership team at some point and helped with a lot of the behind the scenes. When I moved out here, it was just such a big piece of my life that I was missing, and I had developed some of my best friends I've met through camp. To this day, they are still some of my best friends. And I saw really, I mean, the impact of what I saw at this camp shaped my life, and it it showed me so much meaning and I could see these meaningful relationships people had formed even as kids. And now they were coming back as volunteers and it was still so important to them. It was so illuminating to see the difference this had made in their lives. And so when I moved out here, I was looking for a similar camp and there's other camps in New England, but there was nothing quite like it here in Massachusetts. And so it it seemed like the perfect opportunity to start something here. And looking at your uh, history, you were you were doing genetic work. Is that correct? Yeah, I was in the biomedical sciences PhD program here at Harvard, and I was doing cancer biology research with Dr. Kevin Hygis. Interestingly enough, in my first year of my PhD program, thought, sure, I can start a camp. No problem. I'll just do it on the side. <laughs> um, just having no idea whatsoever what I was really getting into, what I was signing up for. But, you know, it just ended up being really my calling, I think. Yeah, so we, we kind of know what that's about, right, Ed? We'll do, we'll do one yeah. thing one night yeah. and just here one we are show, 11 years one later. Show, one night only, and here we are <laughs> 13 years later. <laughs> Did you put your graduate work on hold? Did you continue with that and continue running the camp? What happened with that? That's a great question. <laughs> so, you know, I moved out here to do cancer research and I moved out here actually specifically to do the translational medicine program at Harvard, which is very focused on 
really taking your lab work and making it applicable in in the clinic. And they call it bench to bedside. Like how do you do cancer research that's really meaningful to people? A lot of us in bio know that what you study in the lab is not likely to go anywhere near a human being for 10, 20, 30 years if you are the luckiest and most successful then maybe you'll get there in a few decades. But that's why so many of us go into it is because we we know people who have been touched by cancer, we care about them and we want them to have better lives. So that's what I moved out here to do and in my program it became clear that at a certain point I could get a PhD or start a nonprofit and that was going to be um, a choice that I needed to make. So I ended up leaving the program with my master's 2 years in and then starting to run the camp full time from there. That's an incredible yeah. journey. Um, <laughs> it speaks to how important this camp is. We started a youth program in our group to get kids involved in the philanthropical side through through the theater work that they do. And some of the most enjoyable pieces are when they talk about their learning, how what they do impacts the lives of people like that. Yeah. And it it's just it's so great to see kids thrive in those atmospheres. Now, some of the the events you do, you're getting ready for a hike, right? Is that, the, is that this yeah. coming weekend? Yeah. Uh, this and just weekend. in time for it to be 90 degrees. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. It's insane, number one. Mount Washington in general is just an insane place on earth. And then last weekend would have been freezing. This weekend, it's going to be like record highs at the top of Mount Washington. <laughs> it's just absurd to try to plan. But we are doing a plan, uh, a hike, excuse me, across the presidentials, which is going to be just epic. And we've been planning it since 2019. We were ready to open it in 2020. And then of course, 2020 happened. So here we are two years later, we're going on a hike and it's going to be incredible. Now are the kids on the hike or is this a fundraising event or is it both? <clears throat> this is a fundraising event. It's called our Camp Champions Program and individuals who are athletic and really driven and really want this intense hike challenge applied six months ago to be camp champions. And at the, the time, it was so interesting because it was like, will there be a vaccine? Will it be safe? We don't really know, but we're going to plan like maybe it could happen and know that it might not and we'll just go for it from there. But these amazing people signed up. We had 12 champions. They all commit to fundraising at least $1,600, which is enough to send a child to camp for an entire week for free. That's everything from transportation, food, all the medical care, all of that. And so we paired each of our champions with a camper buddy. So they're all walking for one of the kids in our network. They know their camper buddy and they've been fundraising and training for months. And now everyone is vaccinated and we are going on a hike. And for a while, it was so questionable if this was really going to be possible to do safely. And we actually feel like it is. And we're just so excited. I can't believe I'm doing anything in person. It's like <laughs> mind boggling. Right, right. <laughs> That's really exciting, though. I mean, I, I was reading about that, and I said, damn, I would really like to do that. <laughs> I'll sign you up for 2022. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like how it's we're going on a hike, in quotation right. marks. Just yeah. Mount Washington, for people who don't aren't from the East Coast, that's that's more than just a hike. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's That's a journey Yeah, I'm, It's definitely more than – I do a, a fundraiser every year for, um, for MS – and it's um, the John Hancock. It's they call it the vertical 5K, and you climb, you know, 66 floors in support Whoa. of MS. The most amazing thing is firefighters do it, and they do it in full gear. You just can't believe how difficult it is to to walk up 
66 flights of steps without any gear, but putting all of that gear on. So I can just imagine this 23-mile hike across the range. I wish I wish you luck. I, it's beautiful up there, though. I, I've driven to the top of Mount Washington, which was which was extremely scary because there's no railings on that road. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll do something next year, Ed, with them. That'd be fun. I would love yeah. to do that hike. You it's, don't have to run, Greg. So it's not like you know running I, yeah. a five k. Yeah. Just walk, they, take your time. Yeah, they talked me into doing a five k. That's what he's talking about. Um, <laughs> I I, w- I played baseball, basketball, and football, so I'm good from one end to the other. When you have to go long distances, it's a little bit different. Um, I think it's going to be amazing. You know, so there's there's 11 mountains that they're summiting, which is just incredible in itself, right? As a life experience, that's amazing. And then so much of it to us ties into the long-term challenges of being a survivor and the fact that childhood cancer is tough, right? Any cancer is tough. It keeps going. So even when you finish treatment, you're dealing with the long-term impacts of cancer or it's treatment and all of these sort of like ripple effects that come. And it's, it's not just smooth sailing after this diagnosis. It can continue to be challenges. But for us at camp, what we see in our kids is that even those tough journeys uphill, rocky, are made better with a group of friends by your side cheering mm-hmm. you on and motivating you and sort of celebrating the wins and picking you up when you fall. And I think that's what's going to make this so meaningful for our champions and why it really means so much to us. It's a great analogy. We all know uh, having friends that have dealt with cancer in their adult lives and some in, in their youth, there's never a cure that's just a lull. So you always are looking for the next challenge to come your way. The money that you're raising and for your kids the research that's happening. We work directly with the Tamir Center for Targeted Therapies at Mass General, listening to Dr. Urich talk about the amazing strides that they're making um, in the research. It's better outlooks. There are better, there are more peaks and valleys. You know, we've had a tough week in our group this this week. We've lost a couple of uh, family members to cancer this week. So we're in a valley, but we're in a valley, but thank you. But, but we know that the journey has those valleys, just like you're talking about. Um, and we look forward to the next peak. So we're, we'll keep continuing what we do and uh, supporting groups uh, like yours. It's amazing. Um, I was just looking at some of the statistics and one that stuck out is there's 500,000 children with childhood cancer, according to the, to the stats that you have out there. And, you know, you see the commercials, you see them around here, especially with the Jimmy Fund. But until you're with those kids, it's, it's, really, it's really hard to fathom what they're going through. And but the spirit that they have, and I'm sure you see in the camps, I read about um, why Camp Casco is called Camp Casco. Yep. Um, the gentleman, I didn't realize uh, Casco was, was Spanish for Spanish Hulk. For Hulk. Which <laughs> I, I learned something new today uh, when I was reading that. But it's just, it's their spirit and they need places <clears throat> like like yours, which I find incredibly amazing. And I know there's other ways that you that you are supported. So you just talked about one of them, which was the hike, but you also are supported through other programs that you're doing. So if people want to know how they can help support, what's the best way to go about that? Yeah, definitely visiting our website, www.campcasco.org. We always have new opportunities, new ways to get involved, especially, I mean, even just this past year with, with COVID, we came up with how can we support our families at the time that they really, really need us. And so we did a Camp Santa's program, which is the first thing, first time we've ever done anything like it. But you could sign up to sponsor a kid's wish list on Amazon for Christmas and make sure that they have gifts under the tree. We did a gift card drive to help make sure that they had food on the table during the holidays. And, you know, there's always new ways that we can innovate and be creative to figure out how we can best support our families 
even as life as we know it has just completely <laughs> changed over the past year. There's always new ways to get involved. We'll make sure to put those links in the liner notes when we send it out. But there's so many ways to help support you guys. What are your plans for 2021 now that you're going to reopen? What are some exciting things that the campers can look forward to this year? Yeah, well, we are going to do our first in-person camp since 2019. It's going to be this September, and it's for our oldest teens. So we're really, really excited about that because so many of our kids have missed out on the life's biggest moments and things they've been looking forward to. And frankly, none more than our oldest teens who are missing graduations and proms. And our kids have already missed too much of their childhood. Our kids have already been in isolation because of cancer. They've already missed school because of cancer. They've already done this. So to do this after cancer just feels especially unfair. And we have kids who, um, you know, when they graduate from camp, so essentially during their oldest session as a camper, when they're 17, we'll do a little graduation ceremony for them at overnight camp. And there's some secret traditions that are involved and there's a campfire that's involved and it's amazing and it's special and it's memorable. And for our kids who would have graduated last summer or this summer from our normal camps, they don't get that. And we don't think that's okay. So we've prioritized, we're going to get our oldest teens back to camp first, make sure that we've got all of our safety protocols in place. It's going to be small. It's going to be kids age 16 to 19, but we're prioritizing. We've expanded the range past 17, where we usually put the cap to make sure that all of our kids get that chance to be a camper again. They're going to get their graduation ceremony. They're going to make amazing memories with other kids. And we're going to give them that little tiny little piece of childhood back. So we're really, really excited about that. I cannot tell you, I could cry. I'm so excited to get back to camp. Like I, I can't get there fast enough. And I know our kids feel the same way. So we are so excited. We feel very similar now that we're able to have rehearsals again in person. We're an emotional you know, group and not being able to hug each other was, was just something that was a huge hole in our lives and being able to do that now, it brings back so much and it just adds so much to your life. So I know you mentioned that you have some secret traditions. Um, <laughs> I, I think one of them, if I was if I was reading correctly, one of them is I think singing. I think there's some singing involved <laughs> in your course. ceremony. So I I think we might have a new member, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you do you look for good singers or just loud singers? Because I bring one of those to the table, but I can't guarantee both. As, as president of the organization, I will take the fifth on that. Right. <laughs> but I, I was also reading one thing. There's I don't know if she's still active with you. There's a someone who has worked with you with Sarah. Sarah Leno. Sarah Leno. And one of the things that I was reading about her in one of her interviews is she said that everybody that works at the camp has a nickname. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> um, Casco was Hulk, is the founding name for, for your camp. And her nickname was Hedgehog, but I didn't read anywhere what your nickname was. <laughs> oh, my camp name is Sparkles. I was actually named it 10, 12 years ago as a volunteer at the San Diego camp, we had like five minutes maybe to choose a nickname very quickly. We did not know this was like a new thing that was happening. We hadn't done it before. And all of a sudden we all had to have a nickname like off the top of our heads. 
I've always been a lover of glitter and really anything sparkly. Who isn't? And so I thought that was a natural fit. And so here I am 12 years later and my career is being called Sparkles professionally, but <laughs> here I am. That's awesome. Still love glitter. So, you know, it hasn't changed. Well, that's the cool. part of being in a nonprofit. You can do fun things like that. Right. It's not the corporate world anymore. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure there are nicknames we have too. We just can't say them on the air. Here. Um, uh, you know you chose the right career path when you can, you know, dress up as a pirate and respond to the name Sparkles for a week every couple of months. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I chose the right path for me. <laughs> oh, that's great. So what what are other ways people can support you? We always look for volunteers. So all of our camp counselors at all of our camps are volunteer. We're looking right now for volunteers for our fall team retreat this September. And people are able to apply online through our website or just following along with us on social media. It's always fun to get the word out. And really, we're focused on spreading the word about what kids go through after cancer, not just during cancer. We know sort of what that looks like. And we know that that's awful. And there's movies about it. And you see the billboards and and we know, but we also really want to give a voice to those kids after treatment and talk about like, what do survivors go through too? And it doesn't stop just because chemo does. And how can we help sort of get survivors voices out there? So follow along with us on social media or check out our website. And those are great ways to help too. Yeah. Well, if you ever have camp music day and need some people to come out and sing with the kids, I'm sure we have about 150 people to choose from. I'd love to come out and, and do a, and do a little Absolutely. show and dance with them at some point. Um, I know exactly who to call. You'll be <laughs> on my list. <laughs> uh, so what are, you, what are your plans for next week after you've done this mountain range climb? <laughs> well, I'm lucky that I'm driving the getaway car, so I will oh, be feeling oh. great next week. I am the one getting people to the mountain, from the mountain, managing the logistics, making sure they are fed and clothed and happy and, you know, have some extra moleskin and band-aids to restock their pack. I bought them a Garmin. Like, I'm camp mom all day, every day. So I'll be taking care of my hikers, but I will be feeling great next week. Yeah. I, I know who I'm hanging with when we do the hike next year, Ed. Yeah. I'm gonna. She's gonna need a. She's gonna need a co-pilot while you're up there yeah, climbing right. in the mountains. Of course, Greg. Yep. Yeah. Well, we're on the support crew side, and it's important too. We got to take care of our hikers, and we want every hiker to have a great experience. Yes, they have to keep hydrated, and somebody has to carry the water for them. Listen, oh, it's okay. important. Now, now Greg's nickname is now and forever the Water Boy. Yes, the Water Boy. <laughs> it's official. It's, it's in the official. system now. <laughs> uh, so well, I, I noticed that that you you talk about you don't have a a physical home that you are somewhat nomadic, which is very similar to what our first few years were like. <laughs> so, do you have specific places that you? utilize each year or does it change from year to year? Yeah. So it's different by each type of camp. So our day camp is usually done in partnership with Lynx camps in Wellesley, Massachusetts. And then our overnight camp has moved to Camp Wingate Kirkland out in Yarmouth on the Cape. But it's been great because it sort of allows us to fill gaps at times when it's needed, but we are not paying for a specific facility all year round. So that really Mm -hmm. helps keep our costs low and it allows us to sort of be where we are most helpful and useful without having to be sort of stuck and anchored in one place. Sure. So we kind of like our, our nomadic lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds great not to pay rent, right, Ed? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything else that you want us to make sure we get out there for you? I think the, 
those are the big ones. The fall teen retreat is huge for us. Champions is great. So those are two kind of exciting points that we're really focused on. We're doing some virtual stuff, but that's sort of like people are pretty over virtual stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> so my, that oh my God. Been, uh, that hasn't been we're, getting so much traction these days. <laughs> we're doing our last virtual one now. We're casting for our last virtual show. And then hopefully the holiday show will be a live. But yeah, a vir- virtual is just... Ugh, no tough. more Zoom. It is. I can't wait till we can do the podcast live with people. I know. Yeah. Um, Where do you normally do it? Well, we started it in our homes. We were trying to do whatever we could to get the word out about other people that were trying to get through the pandemic and stuff. And it turned into this and it's been great. We we're able to talk to folks like you and other people in the cancer community and people who have stories and things like that. So it's been a wonderful experience for us. And we get to talk to people we normally would never get to talk with. So it's been great. Do you hold any sort of events leading up to camp to sort of be able to have people come uh, now that we're getting back open to uh, have any live events for donors or anything such as that? Or is it all online virtual donations? These days, it's been mostly virtual. But normally, we do like a big cocktail party in Boston, usually in November. And it's so much fun. And I'm dying to get back there. So I'm really hoping for 2022. But It's called Campfires and Cocktails, and it's like a camp-themed cocktail party in the middle of Boston. So you've got the camp nicknames, we've got fun camp activities, but we also have s'more martinis. So it's a fun time. It's a nice night out for adults, but it's still, you get the camp fun. We've got cornhole, we've got flower crowns, we've got camp-themed everything, and it's just a good time. Well, you'll have to let us know when it happens. We'll definitely have to come to that. Uh, And that leads me to the question that I saw on your LinkedIn when it says, you know, CEO, president, and then it says s'mores, (laughs) what what is it, s'mores maker or s'mores designer? Now I know what it is. Now I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Listen, I've perfected my technique over the years. I'm pretty good at making a s'more these days, but everyone has their technique. You know, if you're a full in the fire, burn it kind of person or stand there for 20 minutes to get it like nicely tanned. Everyone has their (laughs) their style. I learned the art of winter s'mores when my daughter was younger by taking two graham crackers, piece of chocolate and a peep and nuking them for 10 seconds and then peep melts and you an indoor microwave s'more. It's actually very good. (laughs) I have to give you the best, the best one. You do the Reese's cup instead of a regular piece of chocolate. Oh. And it's a game changer. It is not camp appropriate because we are peanut free because many kids have allergies. So we yeah. don't do this at camp. This is a personal <laughs> honed my skills over the years. <laughs> it's always the peanut butter cup. And now <laughs> they have it to the next level. And now they have the Reese's flats. Do they? Yeah, I just Ooh, found them because no. my, my wife loves Reese's and um, she's been working at home. So I, I tried to bring candy every once in a while into her home office and I found the bag of Reese's flats. It's they're perfect. They're the yep. same. They're the same thickness as the Hershey bar, but they're flat Reese's bars. It's, oh, no. All right. You changed That's my the life. Way. They are That's... made for s'mores. <laughs> you, you don't put it on LinkedIn if it's not true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, Aaron, it, it has been so great to meet you finally. We've, you know, we've chatted a little bit online and what you do is amazing. And to turn your career prior to this into this amazing camp for kids and, and giving back to them. And it just amazes me what people can do when they really want to and when they want to give back and help the community and, and take care of each other. And it's so nice in this day and age to see that sort of thing happening. Anytime you need Voices of Hope, we're there to help out whatever, whatever you need. You guys are right at our heart. 
Well, I appreciate it. And I really appreciate the opportunity and everything you guys are doing to just help hold up other organizations and help get the word out. We appreciate it so much. Great. Thank you. Ed, before we go, I'm going to say one to campcasco.org. It's camp and then casco is C-A-S-C-O.org. Again, we'll put them in the liner notes so you'll be able to click on that and get to them. Please help. Please donate. These kids need to have camp back as as we talked about, need to be live and (laughs) <laughs> it's so nice that you can do this for them and it's free to them and their families uh, through the donations and the support that people give. So please go to campcasco.org, give as much as you can. Again, Aaron, thank you so much uh, for being so with much, us. Aaron. And thank now you, you get for to having sit, me. Now you get to sit through our promo f- for our golf that golf. we've got coming up. So <laughs> Ed's ahead of our golf team, so I'm going to let him do his thing here. Thursday, July 22nd, an 8 a.m. shotgun start at Four Oaks Golf Course in Drake at Mass, a beautiful course. We are excited to be back. We had an amazing tournament last year. We had over 90 golfers join us. And with the restrictions lifted this year, people can share golf carts so we can have upwards to 144 people. So please, Come on, go to vohgolf.com, register for yourself, register for a team. We have going to have lots of really fun contests during the day. The putting contest is by far something <laughs> you don't want to miss. There are some incredible prizes on the putting contest. And you can hardly miss because there are so many things for you to hit that you can win on the putting green. Yes, leave it as a secret what that is. I'll, I'll leave that. That's Intriguing. my teaser. <laughs> but it's going to be a beautiful day, hopefully. We've had great weather every single tournament. This is our 11th tournament. 11th year, yeah. 11th year. There will be a buffet lunch afterwards. If you want to come join us, you don't even have to play golf. You can. We have a lunch-only option. And we have lots of other opportunities to support the organization through ads, T-Box sponsors, event sponsors. We even have a $10 love line, a line of support that you can, um, we'll throw in our, in our event program. And we'll also have a, a sign board that will have everybody's love line at the tournament for other people to read and see how much we support each other. VOHgolf.com. There you go. Awesome. And just so you know, too, there will be a silent auction at the dinner, and we have some great stuff from the Patriots and the Red Sox, the Celtics, possibly some Broadway stuff coming. So a lot of cool things to come. And, uh, and if you just want to do lunch and, and win something really cool, the biggest, the biggest item we have at the moment, I would think, is the Julian Edelman signed jersey from uh, the Kraft organization who gave it to us. So I'm very excited about that. Again, Aaron, thank you very much. It was a pleasure to meet you, and I hope we can do some stuff together. It'll be a lot of Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Ed and I are heading back down to the USS Massachusetts in Fall River. And we're shooting a marketing uh, video this weekend for the USS Massachusetts in Battle Cove. And the weather's going to be awesome this weekend. It is. It's on the water. We have 40 of us on this giant battleship, and I'm hoping 40 of us make it back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it'll be a lot of fun. So look for that. We're also putting together our last virtual show, we're hoping. And that'll be out in a couple of months. So we're working on that. So a lot of things to come. A lot more guests lined up, but I don't think any as uh, important as Erin is in the work that she's doing here. So thank you very much. Have a great night. Thank you, Erin. It's great to meet you. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. 